Hi, this is Azeroth Coast to Coast. This is a completely off-the-cuff introduction that I've decided to do today because I didn't really feel like writing anything. I was trying to go for something around, a, you know, maybe like an NPR voice, maybe just uh, not your morning zoo radio host, but maybe something around an NPR kind of tone. I know I've done NPR before, but uh, it's, I think it's very interesting. Um, today, I've got some wonderful guests with me. I've got uh, Neff, I've got Kevin, and I have Chris. Uh, we're going to uh, take a little bit of time and uh, sort of discuss uh, whatever we can think of because there's absolutely nothing going on in the news right now that uh, we felt that was necessary to really talk about. Last week, we had a very wonderful guest, and uh, we went off in a long series of tangents with him. Hi guys. Hello. Hi. Hi, Gav. That was a very terrible introduction, but you know what? I really felt like doing it. Not your best, but it works. I like to consider us co-hosts and not guests, but uh, I was going with the NPR sort of tone. Okay. NPR yeah. guest. It was in character. Yeah, it was. That was definitely a hundred percent like sort of in character for it. Uh, no, you all are my wonderful peers, and uh, I am a co-host along with all of you. You all know this. So you need to, you need to remember when 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 Gav does an intro, he RPs the fuck out of that intro. Yeah, you muted. Yeah, hundred percent every time. Every single time, I try to stay inside of my character for it. So deep inside. <sighs> oh God damn it! <laughs> Kevin made it weird. He made it weird because that's what we do. Because that's what we do. We fucking do that. All day, every day, every time. Um, So, hi, folks. How are we doing? Everybody's had a good couple of weeks Mm -hmm. so far? Yes, Mm -hmm. I'm good. Good to hear, good to hear. Uh, Neff, let's go ahead and uh, fire it off with you. How has your Fortnite? (laughs) I love using the word Fortnite. Not the game. Um... I was on vacation the first of the two weeks and did a lot of storyline pushing in Final Fantasy to get caught up to current X-Pac and then burnt myself the hell out and so have played very little the second week. Yeah, that's why I... Yeah, no. Yeah, I understand that completely. Um, Chris. Hi. Um... What have I been doing? Uh, we are 7 out of 8 Eternal Palace normal. I'm tanking again. So that whole, I'm going to be a druid thing, that didn't really pan out because our main tank is now no longer playing. So I don't like tanking as a bear. So I, I'm, I'm a monk again. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hey, one, one expansion, I'll get to play something the whole way through. One expansion. It, it'll happen. Quit being the one that volunteers to make room and, you know, like, uh, fill in a slot. Eh, I do it in every MMO I play. It's never going to end. It's, it's fine. Just um, quit. Just quit that. Leveling my Gunbreaker and my Red Mage in Final Fantasy for same reasons. To make sure I, whatever is needed, I can be that thing when we're raiding. 
Um, good. The, the positive side on that one, though, is that it's on the same character. I don't have to worry about losing all my shit and all my rep and all the things. It's all on the same character. But no, Gunbreaker is really fucking fun, by the way. Super fun. Loving it a lot. So, good job. Okay. I'm glad you're enjoying it, then. Uh, Kevin! Yes, I have... I have been doing um, some Final Fantasy. I've been playing some Far Cry New Dawn. I have not been playing the WoWs. Um, Yeah. And... In general, just not playing games. I'm, I've been um, uh, starting to study for a professional exam that I have to take, which sucks. So my game playing is going to be down over the uh-huh. next. Couple. Yeah, I mean it's good that you're getting your professional starts back up. So yeah, yeah, should be fun times, good times. What cert are you going for? Um, project management certification. Okay. Uh, yeah. So generic, generic uh, stuff. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I, I like to think of it as broad-reaching instead of generic. I, I'd but, say it's very yeah. generic. <laughs> yes, project management. Yes, yes, there are many types. Yeah, um, but yeah. Holla at your boy. Holla at your boy when you find something. Retail sucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Yeah. Um, what about so you? Far, uh, Hearthstone. I've actually my last two weeks of work have been really shitty. Actually, um, previous week, not this week, I did overnights uh, for three or four of yeah, four of my days during the week. I did overnights, and then I had a day off, and then I came back in the next day and did five a.m. Uh, so that was real Ooh. fun. Yeah. Nice. No, that sucks. Um, because I, I work alternating weekends, so the weekend that the weekend I do work, I am in uh, doing the inbound uh, freight. Uh, so whenever our trucks come in, I have to come in early on my weekend to get the trucks out and get them pushed. So that's real fun. Um, and this this week I did five four trucks. I did four trucks. Um, which was four days of 5 a.m., which means I don't get to do my own job. And I just, I, I don't, I, those of you who know me or have heard me bitch about it before, I have really bad insomnia. And melatonin doesn't work. Diphenhydramine, Zequil doesn't work. Um, and I have a family history of, <laughs> of uh, uh, some side effects related to sleep medications. So I just kind of have to power through it most of the time. Uh, it really sucks. I'm not happy with it. It never is fun. Um, but so I just I don't get any sleep. And so, yeah, I just get home and I would just go to sleep and wake up when my wife got home and we would have dinner and then I'd go right back to sleep or try to. Um, so, yeah, I actually yesterday when I sat down, I installed an SSD. Um, yesterday was the first time I sat down at my computer for more than like 20 minutes at a time. So I haven't played shit. Okay. Long rambling explanation for me not doing anything this last two, two weeks. So, um, yeah, that really covers me. Unfortunately, I played a little bit of Hearthstone, but that's that's like it. Um, and um, like the twenty minutes I sat down, I played Destiny too. 
Okay. Yeah, I think it's been kind of a off week gaming wise for the majority of us. Yeah. It, like it. Yeah, it's not it's not been a big one for really anybody at this point. Um like we're in that sort of life takes over summer. type situation. Yeah. Well, it's also it's like the summer doldrums, you know. Uh it's midsummer. Well, it's early midsummer and you know, everything's going on and stuff is happening. So life is intruding on obviously the much more important facet of my life, which is video games. So yeah. It's so much more much much more important facet of my life, video games. Much, much more important. Yep. Um oh, uh my fifth wedding anniversary was yesterday. Woo! Oh, congratulations. Oh, How has she put up with you for so long? Um, it's actually been almost eleven years that we've either yeah. that we've How been like she dating put up or with married you for so long. Wow. I don't know. Um, we're both too lazy to get back into the game. Probably. I mean, that seems like the best way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> I'd say that would probably be a fairly accurate sentiment. But I, I, I love my wife, uh, and she puts up with me for some reason. So, uh, yeah. No. Yesterday was fifth anniversary. Um, yeah. That was. It it snuck up on us, so <coughs> somebody has to put up with you. Yeah, I know somebody has to put up with me that uh, can't just g quit on me. <clears throat> yeah. So, listener feedback, listener feedback. But up, but up, surprisingly, none. And summed up in one word: none. Absolutely nothing. Um, Not a damn thing. You know, we had like a really great guest, guys. I know. Um, Mm -hmm. Ended up being a little bit more on the interview side of things, but you know what? I was really pleased with the whole conversation we had, regardless. You know? Yeah. Like I just, I just good conversations. And Carrie is lovely. Yes. Yes, it was absolutely fantastic having him. Uh, I mean, my opinion's biased because he's one of my best friends, but of course, Carrie is lovely. Yep. Um, so once again, shout out to our guest last week, uh, Carrie. Thank you for coming on and uh, spending two and a half, three hours of your time with us. So uh, thank was, you for putting up with our shenanigans. It was wonderful. And uh, yeah, if anybody knows anybody or uh, anything like that, uh, we'd be we'd love to talk with them. Um, I have thoughts on you know stuff that can be done outside of the main show. And, you know, Chris and I have talked like this kind of shit. Every time one of us gets an idea, it's just like, oh, yeah, we can totally do this and in addition happens. to the show. And then nothing happens of it. Although nothing we did try it. with story time and then we just we tried didn't have the episode. time. After yeah, we that. tried the we one episode. We didn't have the time for story time? Uh, no, that's literally, that's literally what happened is that we did yep. one episode of Storytime Coast to Coast, and then we just never did another one after that because Chris, at the time, was doing like four D&D games, working full-time, doing the podcast, and raiding. Were you raiding in both guilds or just the one guild? I was time? raiding in Thack. That was at the, the, the time. Yeah. I want an Azeroth Coast to Coast D&D game. I think that would be funny as shit with the four of us. Yeah, Chris, Chris, I think it's best to just give Chris some more space at the moment because you're still in what three games right now? No, I'm down to one. You're down to one. 
No, that's I mean, two. We don't, one, we don't one, count. I was going to say, we don't count because we only play every couple of weeks. No, I'm, we're down, we're, I'm down to two. One is fortnightly that I DM on a Tuesday mm-hmm. between 8 and 11, or 8 and 10. Yep. Um, the other one is the one I do with you, where I'm a player. Yep. Yeah, so that's something we can definitely sit down and talk about at some point. Um, yeah, it's just with the volatility of my schedule uh, over the next couple of weeks, over the next month or so, that uh, will it's something we can definitely sit down and have a council of coasts about. I, I uh, reserve the druid slot. Of course you do. Um, if I DM, no shenanigans. So, yeah, there you go. I will, I will, ca- I will make your characters for you. Ha, okay. Fuck you. Okay, if no shenanigans are allowed, if Gav DMs, then Gav is not being the DM. <laughs> no, no, no! I can, I can confirm from having multiple campaigns with Gav. <laughs> shenanigans will always happen. <laughs> shenanigans always ensue. No, I just mean character-based shenanigans. No, 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 uh, no summon fake creature and polymorphing the entire party, and no overpowered broken-ass compos. What's that, Goliath Barbarian? Okay, okay, as a point, Goliath Barbarian, not a broken combo. It is just a baseline from the book combo. What do yeah, you want it's from me? Broken it? from the book from the outset in the first like five to eight levels. I'm sorry that I two shot your cleric. What do you want? I from know, me? you <laughs> shit heal. You shit heal. I still I still miss her. I still miss her. He literally made a Ooh. cleric. He literally made a cleric to be a DMPC with us. To My, heal them because heal them. they both went because they both went like frontline or squishy classes because Nikolai was a wizard? sorcerer. Sorcerer. Nikolai was a sorcerer and Chris was a barbarian. And I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna make a cleric. It's just gonna be a DMPC. It's just gonna kind of hang in the back. It's just gonna kind of keep them topped up because it's a two-man campaign or running in this on like a I, I'm converting like a four-man campaign into a two-man campaign. Well, so, bar- my barbarian was a zealot barbarian so he had a faith but as i went through his flaws and all of his bonds and stuff like that the flaw that i rolled was that he doesn't believe in other faiths and he sees them as as he sees the people as stupid an argument ensued eventually with this cleric of a different faith and shit happened (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah, shit happened, and then that campaign will never be revisited ever again. Despite the fact that that campaign went on for like 20 sessions. More than that, dude, more than that. That campaign went on for quite a while, but uh, it eventually fell apart for reasons. Um, but yeah, Kevin! We have some shout-outs for countries that listen to the show. The US, Canada, New Zealand, the UK, and Germany. So my my only comment here is that I guess New Zealand loves Carrie. I would say that's accurate. Who doesn't love Carrie though? Exactly. True. And yes, also as he points out in the chat channel, no Swedes. What the fuck? Yeah, no Swedes. Swedes got to represent. Yeah, ain't got to show up. Swedes letting us down. Go back to quit quit assembling your flat pack furniture and eating your meatballs. God damn. Uh, okay. In fairness, the Swedes in the guild talk, uh, rep the fuck out of Ikea. Like, they, they just like insulting it. <laughs> <laughs> Who Actual doesn't love Swedes flat pack furniture? Ikea. 
Who does the, the Swedes? Burgers? The Swedes got beat out by Australia, Spain, Israel, Denmark. Um, Swedes. Wow, Chris. Let, let One, Swedes. Can't wow, let Chris. Australia beat you. No, they can't let Denmark beat them. Mm-hmm. The Danes? Oh God, no! The Swedes and the Danes? No. Swedes got beat by the Danes. They will never live that wow. down. I'll let them know. Yeah, good man. All right. It's a stupid light week. Besides, besides Eternal Palace, it's like a really light week. In yeah. news for Blizzard. Um, so what do you want to talk about, Chris? Uh, the one that's probably going to be the most meat is going to be the Heroes one, believe it or not. Okay. So let's let's go through the heroes one because it is a lot of changes to the rank system, significant changes that are they promised us a while ago, and we're finally getting. Um, so the current the current season, uh, the twenty nineteen season three uh, season two uh, will end uh, is uh, coming up uh, the week of August fifth, uh, and the season will season three will start, and season three will end uh, the week December second. There are significant rank changes in regards to um, placement games, demotions, rank penalties, de- uh, rank decay, and other things. So we'll go through them one at a time. Uh, starting with the basic rank changes, um, your uh, rank uh, t- uh, tier and division will now be determined by your MMR directly and adjusted by penalties such as lever penalties. Uh, as a result, so it, rather than oh, this is the win rates, it's going to be go directly off your MMR. Okay. Um, and bear in mind, they've got the dynamic MMR thing that they're they're still working on. That it's going to essentially the better you play your character, the more useful you are, will actually go go towards your MMR at the end of the game. Well, I think they're still working on that because they did try and introduce it. It didn't work a hundred percent like it was supposed to, and they removed it. But they're they're working on it slowly but surely. Um, placement games are going to be reduced to three for Storm League rather than ten. Thank God, I can't okay. go through another season of ten fucking placement games because that shit is hell. Um, demotion and promotion games will be removed. You will seamlessly transition between league tiers and divisions as you earn or lose rank points. Yay. God. Thank they, were, they were very stressful. Demotion and promotion games are the most stressful things on the planet. And it was yeah. always like, Rest why are you fucking up in my promotion game? Exactly. And that's... Uh, and it's... You, you knew going into it, you're always going to... you're you, you're 99% going to lose a fucking uh, promotion game. And <laughs> it's just nightmarish. So thankfully, they're gone. Um, ranked penalties. Leaving a ranked uh, draft lobby or abandoning a ranked game will result in a 500 rank points penalty. Uh, penalized players will be, able to, uh, will be able to slowly redeem the points lost uh, due to the penalties by playing ranked games. Uh, ranked matches will still... Um, ranked matches are still affected by normal lever penalties provided penalized players are played 
preventing penalized... I can't fucking read today. Preventing penalized players from playing draft games until they play a certain amount of quick match or brawl matches. So this is good. You will rather rather than just dropping out and getting nothing done to you, you will now actually lose points. So thank God for those thank God for this because lobby droppers are a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't I, get to I didn't get to play Vala. I'm dropping. I yeah. I guess people could still fuck off in the game and just like not help you. Yeah, I mean that's something that could happen. Mm-hmm. But I mean, there's I no perfect system to this shit. There's no perfect yeah. system that's going to stop people being assholes. That's the problem. But mm-hmm. this should help, hopefully. Yeah. It's a pretty um, hefty... I don't know how many you need to rank up, but 500 seems like a lot. It doesn't look like they're changing the numbers, so I think... And Ben's in the chat channel, so he'll be able to correct me. I think it's 2,000 points to rank to end up to the next tier or division. 1,000. 1,000 points to rank. So 500 is a fucking big amount. Because, it's, yeah, it's usually 200 for a win, and if it's 500 for a uh, for leaving, that's a lot. Yeah, two and a half. Um, rank Decay is being introduced. They're introducing MMR and Rank Decay for inactive Storm League players. Um, so this, this, some, this is something that is primarily done in... Um, Grandmaster, Master, and Diamond League. But uh, it now looks like they're introducing it to everything. Now, the rules will be the same throughout all affected leagues. Um, at the beginning of the rank season, inactive timer will be at 10 days. Uh, by playing ranked games, players will earn extra inactivity time up to 30 days. When the inactivity time expires, players are considered inactive. Inactive players will slowly lose their MMR and rank until it decays below uh diamond no sorry this is this is only for grandmaster master and diamond league but that's fine they're diamonds something that's fucking annoying so um if you are a diamond player or above and you drop the inactivity you will you will drop down to platinum that's the furthest you can drop down to but if you're a fucking grandmaster that is a big drop um let's see uh so it'll it'll continue to decay, decay um, until they play a strong league match. Uh, by playing a ranked match, an active player will reset their inactive to three three days. Okay. Um, and the interesting one that I didn't they didn't tell us about. We're now being told about ranked seasonal quests. Um, there will okay. be a seasonal quest line available to all players. It will consist of four quests, each requiring a player to win a certain amount of Storm League matches, each yielding increasing gold rewards. Um, and the new quest line will be available every season, and a player must complete the entire quest line to be eligible for the end of season rank rewards. Uh, placement games do count towards the quest line, uh, and you will see the ranked seasonal quest line progress in the ranked play screen. Um, so this is another incentive to get people to continue to play rather than just get into a league and drop like they always like like it's been happening in previous seasons. So if you're pl- if you're playing Storm League and you want to get those season rewards, you have to keep you have to make sure you don't lose your inactivity time so that you do not 
decay, and you have to complete the seasonal quests, which is four quests uh, doing an increasing number of ranked games. Okay. Uh, apparently, there will be more to come on ranked seasonal play, so we'll have to stay tuned. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll have a full we'll have a full list uh, of that on the on our show notes, and there is going to be significant actual hero changes in the season three patch. We will have a link to that as well. Um, but there's far too much to go through on those because I think almost every hero is getting changes. Kevin, is that correct? There's a lot. There's like 21 different heroes with changes. So there, there's a lot of changes coming in regards to the season three changes. So have a look for them. Mm-hmm. All right. And that's um, Heroes of the Storm. Y'all can tune back in there. Uh, Hearthstone news. Um, Savers of Uldum, the next expansion launches August 6th. Yeah, August 6th. Play it if you enjoy it. Pre-order bundles available. Cool. Yep, that's about it. (laughs) Uh, Not a whole lot going on in that whole sphere. Um, There's drama and all sorts of other bullshit going on in the community, but that's normal for any online community, so I'm not even going to bother getting into it. Uh, what else did that put us? Hots, Hearthstone, WoW, uh, Overwatch, Kevin? Overwatch, we have a system that will allow you to queue by role. Um, I'm actually okay with this. I think this is a good idea. Yeah. So you can choose the role that you want to play, tank, support, or damage before the match begins, and then it will try to match two tanks, two support, two damage to create a team. Upon entering the game, you can select the hero within the chosen role. At the end of the match, players will return to the main screen and uh, choose a role before their next game. The one thing that frustrates me about this is that it's creating a forced meta. That's the one. They're still just trying to break goats. And it also allows you to get a incentive. Like there could be a incentive where they don't have a lot of support characters. So if you queue as support, you could earn a loot box and have a shorter queue time. Unless you're in a country where loot boxes isn't allowed, in which case, sucks to be you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh look, it's fucking call to arms. Yeah, basically. Basically. But it's I don't like the idea of them forcing a meta. That's one of the things that I really like about Heroes of the Storm. The meta is constantly shifting. Uh, you but, mean goats is constantly shifting? <laughs> said Heroes of the Storm, bitch. Well, this is Overwatch. No, I know, but that's what I'm saying. That's one thing I like about Heroes of the Storm, because they're not uh, okay. forced into a meta. It's constantly shifting. There's until uh, somebody yells at you in, in, in a ranked match and goes, why aren't you picking a support? Why aren't you picking something that synergizes with me? I mean, there should always be a support. That's why I always play support, because I like healing. Yeah, but at the same time, what happens if I don't want to play a support and I'm the last person to pick? 
then you're the worst, but it's up to you. Someone will shout at you, but you're yeah, the worst. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I don't want to go last, but I got stuck going last. I don't like playing supports. I don't own any good supports. What about that? Hmm. You, you can't... So there is... They did introduce the system where you can queue up for multiple roles. If you don't queue up as support, you will have someone in your party that has queued up saying, I will be happy to support. Yeah. What happens if they queued up as support and they didn't want to play support they did it by accident or they selected all the rules because they wanted to get through then the game's gonna be a mess because you're not yes. all down for yeah then they it does all say four. if you actually read the thing that in order to queue up as any of the roles you kind of have to do some competent you have to do some games as that role to kind of get a rating as a supporter get a rating as a tank so it's not just Yeah. It's not yeah. it's it's not as simplified as you guys are making it sound. I think you're trying to overcomplicate the thing. I always try to overcomplicate the thing. Ship of thesis, motherfucker. New. They're they're also doing ranked uh queuing and you'll have separate uh skill ratings for tank damage and support. They're also introducing cool. a brand new competitive free for all deathmatch season. Yay. Okay. Yay, That's, Quake Arena. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. We sound so just... We don't give a fuck about Overwatch. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What's I don't. With? After all the hype and the game, it's just like it's been like, oh. it's okay. okay. Check this to out. Be, to be fair, he sounds like we sound when he's going on about Hearthstone. So it's yeah. fair. Yeah. It's fair. And for esports, a two-two-two roll lock will be implemented for all Overwatch League matches in Stage Four, which starts Thursday, June, July twenty-fifth. So, bye, goats. Yep. Again, I'm I'm okay with I'm okay with it from an esports standpoint because it's fun to actually not. It'll be fun to not watch just goats constantly. But at the same time, I don't like. Force metas. If they've made if they've made the characters so that the best way to play the game is that meta, that's that's a de- that's more of a balance and a development problem than the case of but let's force a meta. It's not it's not the best way. That's the problem. It's not like goats is not the best way to play the game. It's the safest way to play the game. That's the problem because. Everything is going to go towards just just life always tries to track down to the uh, path of least resistance. And I go- life finds a way. Yeah, life finds a way, <laughs> but it also goes to the path of resistance. And in the case of Overwatch, it's the path of least resistance is goats because it's so safe to play. Like there aren't very many team comps that can blow up a properly put up put together goats comp just because of the amount of healing and the amount of tankiness that is inherent with it. So it's just, I, 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 anything that gets rid of goats is a good thing. And this is coming from someone who doesn't really play shooters much anymore. Anything that gets rid of like a stable comp is good. Okay. Fair enough. 
Everybody's just real concerned about their points in the chat, by the way. Yeah, I know. <laughs> All right, know. let's move on from that. Um, Chris, what about the world first race? Oh, the world first race. Okay, so uh, Mythic rating uh, for the Eternal Palace went live this week. Um, the world first race, it's, current, it's currently setting where we have Method and Limit at 6 out of 8. Now, uh, I want to say Method got the 6th first before Limit, yeah, correct? It did, yep. Um, and again, the uh, both guilds uh, are streaming their world first race through multiple, uh, uh, through many of their raiders. Um, in regards to Limit, I believe they have the partnership with Red Bull. For Red Bull uh, Esports. Limit and a few other... Limit yeah. Pieces and Exorcist all have the partnership through Red Bull. So you can get all their information through the Red Bull Esports uh, Twitter, as well as their own individual Twitters. Uh, Blizzard does have a really good article as well, show, uh, linking all the streams for those guilds, as well as all the streams from Method and other guilds, um, including from Scratch, Vodka... Uh, and they have marked for people so that they are aware of which is a mature audience stream, i.e. swearing and other things. Um, I will say have... right... Sorry, I will say no, no. right now, both of them are on um, Zakul. Mythid is currently sitting at just over 100 pulls. Best attempt is 27%. Limit is at 174 pulls, and their best one is 1%. Um, Method oh. is currently doing heroic splits for gear, though. Um, so, for reference, it's currently Saturday, about 11 a.m. Central Time, uh, for when she's saying that, so... Actually, also as a point, a quick correction and update. There are now currently six guilds who are six out of eight. Um, we've got two in Europe, one in the US. Uh, no, it's... Oh, no, three three in Europe, one in the US, and two are, uh, are the Asian realms. Pretty interesting, the, 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 the divisions and the splits between it. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I just, I don't, that's something we could talk about for a minute though. Um, so Chris and Neff, as yeah. people who have played as long as we have, or uh, people who played as long as we have, how do you feel about the commercialization of the world first race? Mm. Because if we oh, if we look back, question. yeah. Because if we look back to World Firsts, you know, back when we first started, or even during any of the other expansions, it was publicized, but you didn't have people running streams on it. You didn't have people with up to the minute updates. It was like, oh, hey, they dropped a boss. That's it. Okay, fantastic. Yeah, okay. you didn't have multinational say... corporations sponsoring it. Okay, I will say I 
love the fact that they're streaming and you can see as they make progress because it makes the community feel more involved in it. Um, I will also say I think it's great getting a chance to watch the people that are doing content at this level because I do truly enjoy it. Um, however, the fact that certain companies have tried to take over what has always been a community-run thing and made it more about the monetization, and I'm looking at you, Red Bull, um, I think is kind of bullshit. I, I would agree with that. I think any of the commercialization aspect and anything related to it is bullshit. That's just me, though. I mean, I don't have an, I don't have an issue with Method commercializing it because Method is commercializing Method. They're not commercializing the world first race. They're commercializing their own brand. And they have a right to do that. Having an outside company come in and try to commercialize something that has always been a Blizzard community event that involved multiple raid teams is slightly different. If it was Limit monetizing Limit's brand on their own, I wouldn't have a problem with it. But I felt the same way when it was Method streaming from Red Bull and it was more skewed to being Red Bull. Stick with your own brand. I, uh, sorry, I don't like the esports aspect, period. I, I, I don't, I, if you, if you don't know, I hate esports for the most part. I, I think it's the dumbest goddamn thing on the planet. Um, and this is coming from somebody who watched dozens, if not hundreds of hours of CS, CSGO and CS 1.6 and CS Source, Counter-Strike. I, I used to watch a lot of those kind of things and all this other stuff. I just, I, I think the whole esports scene is absolute hot toxic garbage and i think that it actively harms the video game community uh, the the gamer community if you want to put it that way i i that's that's just my opinion because every week it's something else something else comes up red bulls trying to commercialize world of warcraft world first race um qxc says homophobic shit on stage at, you know, Overwatch, at the Overwatch uh, championships or whatever it was. Um, it was on his stream. It wasn't on stage. On his stream, whatever. Um, says this stuff. And I, it's just, I have a problem with the whole, I think ultimately it comes down to, I have a problem with the whole celebrity culture in general. Building up these people as celebrities. And that's just a general problem I have with society and Western society as it is. I don't see any of them as, and I know people do see them as celebrities, but I don't see any of them as celebrities. They're just people who happen to have abilities at a game at a level that I don't. And so I enjoy watching them because I'm not at that level and I find it interesting to watch people who are. Yeah, I mean, it's not, I'm not saying you can't enjoy that. I think it's this cult of personality and this fetishization of a lot of these players, like your, like uh, Ninja Shroud, um, Doctor Disrespect, all these other people, and it's like this, just this whole hero worship cult fetishization um, that is on one aspect of it, and then you have the esports aspect of it on the other side, in which you know these people are paid to play video games and people take it really fucking seriously 
And it's hilarious coming from me. You know, I watch baseball. I do. I, I follow baseball. I, you know, I keep up with my local team. But at the same time, I think there were a lot of growing pains that the old guard sports went through that are really fraught and kind of dangerous nowadays. Um, I just, I, 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 I think esports was a mistake. And I think that the current focus in on esports is also a mistake. I, I, I think it is actively harming uh, uh, gamers and the community as a whole. Hmm. Dead air. Try to think what to say. That's all. That's okay. I just, I, I just. <sighs> Because I don't want to disagree with you, but because I, I agree with with what you're saying, I still really like watching esports. I mean, that's that's just that's just kind of the whole nature of things. Like humans love, you know, uh, collective and collaborative uh, activities. That's it's just how our brains are built. Um, but people are dumb. And corporate entities are greedy at the end of the day. Accurate on both points. Mm -hmm. And it's a perfect storm of people just absolutely losing their shit. And I I just, I I mean, when I, I, I just think it's insane that we're at a point where and this is this is this is uh um and i'll i'll agree with you there um uh Valkyrie rising that esports has helped push games to the forefront more and made it much more acceptable at the same time though and this is this is this might be me gatekeeping or something relating to it like oh this is my hobby not your hobby kind of stuff but it's People view video games through only this competitive lens now, it seems like. And, and that, that seems to be how I see video games portrayed in the media. It's, it's, it's portrayed as an eSport. As, as, as this competitive thing. It's, loot, it's shooters and all this other crap. And it's just shooters and it's sports games and that's it. And it's super competitive. Um, will, and MOBAs and Team Fight. I will say I do agree in regards to common society's view of video games is skewed more towards esports, whereas the rest, the actual gamers, know it's more than just competition. Okay, but to be fair, that's that's partly because of society because skew it as the competition is a way that people are going to understand. Because you're looking at a society that typically participates in more traditional sports, which is based on competition. So skew it in a way that mm-hmm. those those viewers are going to understand, and you have a ready viewer base that you can pull into new stuff. I mean, that's that's a, that's a, look at look at it this way. Like maybe five, maybe five might not be enough. Maybe seven, eight years ago, you were watching a a let's play, and someone some people who just don't understand you're sitting there watching someone play a game why not just play the game it 
and but now it's more of a esport thing rather than just a let's play thing. It's skewing more towards oh, there's a competition. It's it's. I may not be just explaining myself very well. No, I I understand what you're going. I understand what you're what you're saying. It's an evolution of the of of the, the portrayal in the media and uh, in in the common consciousness, which it's that's absolutely correct. You know, seven ten years ago it was let's plays and things like that, um, and now it's moved into a fully a, a maturing let's say um, uh, esports scene. Where let's just let's just cut the bullshit out and just call it a sports scene. Yeah. Like, why does it have to be esports? It's it's just called a sports scene. It's whatever. Chess um, is a sport if you want to be so, technical. The reason they call it esports instead of just sports is so that the sports nerds don't rage about it not having the E in front of it because you're it's, not being it, physically it, active. Yeah, I mean, the same thing as chess and shit like that. It's all competitive. It's just, it's all a sport. I mean, look at it back. Look, people, people it's probably even now people are like, you're not why, why are you watching them play video games why not play it yourself well why are you watching people play football why not play it yourself why are you watching people play yep. soccer why not yeah. play it yourself it's the same fucking thing it's all it's all about skill and it's all about playing or you know watching people that play at a level that sometimes you you'll never have. be able yep. to obtain and but my problem is that goes back to that other comment i made about corporations are greedy yes corporations are dumb Corporations are greedy and people are dumb. And monetize as much as fucking humanly possible. And it is, I will agree, it is taking away from the community-driven just gamer thing that the world first race used to be. It is definitely more monetized. And But I will agree with Neth. I have no issue when it's method monetizing method. When it's limit monetizing limit. Because it's, it's their thing. When it comes to Red Bull swooping in trying to monetize... And That's... to make it the Red Bull race to world first? No, it's not the Red Bull race to world first. The race to world first has existed since classic when people were racing to get world first in fucking Molten Core. Red Bull didn't exist then. Go fuck yourselves. <laughs> um, I, Red Bull existed, but I mean, I understand what you're saying. I, it I didn't understand exist that... in esports. Yeah, it I understand what you're saying. Whittle its way into the gaming community. My, 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 I think ultimately at the end of the day, my biggest problem is, is that we're trying to esport and build a competition out of things that don't need those goddamn things. The competition exists for World First. It always has, it always will. But I mean, it's this huge goddamn thing now. And well, go ahead. I mean, why why can't it just be its own separate channel instead of trying to co-op channels and taking views from them? I think that seemed to be one of the major concerns that Method had, at least what I got from this article. It was a um, money thing. It's 100% a goddamn money thing. Yeah. It is it's 100% like, a goddamn branding and money thing. Any, Regardless of what SCO says, it's a goddamn branding and money thing. It's always a goddamn branding and money thing because Method, if you don't know, is actually... A, Freaking huge organization, mm-hmm. and they've grown it to be that. But the thing is, is that they are a corporation. Guess what a corporation is, Chris? Greedy. Yes. 
that's just the nature of being a corporate entity is that you are inherently greedy. You are inherently thinking about the bottom line because you have to, because I'm not going to get into my whole diatribe about Western civilization and shit. Um, I'm a capitalist. I fucking love money. I fucking love the concept of, you know, growing yourself. But I do also think that when you get to a certain point, a corporation becomes an entity that is actively working against people. And actively working against society. That's just me, though. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm a crazy person. It's okay. Um, you wouldn't be likable if you weren't. Yeah, I know. That's a very fair, that's a very fair point. I just I think that I don't see why everything has to have the esports esports shoved into it. I, I don't I don't see why. I understand it's because it's the hot thing right now. In in five years, it will be something different. Let's be fucking honest. And all of Blizzard's attempts to make games esports friendly, they failed how many miserably. Of them actually succeeded. They have failed miserably. Fucking! It's a case of corporate greed not actually winning, and it's sometimes, but it, it does fuck up the other, like the. The biggest thing about, because we're going to go back to Heroes again, because it's the perfect fucking example again. <laughs> it was, it, it, the game was designed with esports in mind, but it wasn't, when they actually went to doing the esports, oh, it wasn't popular enough. It wasn't this. Mm-hmm. Because you tried to make it fucking League of Legends World Championships on their first fucking outing as an esports. You, it's it's the same. It's it's the exact same thing that the DCEU did against Marvel. They tried to run before they could fucking crawl. Yep. They tried to just for, force that money down, and it it doesn't fucking work. Of course, it's not going to work if you don't build it. You're throwing that shit in. Yep. Izzy has a good point in chat on this on the stream. She said, "Catering to the esports waters down a lot of games, especially MMOs." Agreed. That's 100%. That's 100% accurate. And it drives me absolutely up the goddamn wall. Because uh, making this... Uh, I know Chris loves it, but like the Mythic Invitational kind of... Like Chris and Kevin love the like Mythic Invitational kind of stuff. I just love it because I love Mythic Pluses. <laughs> and it's fun to watch. Yeah, and, and again, correct. It drives the core base away. And that's a problem. Because you have, because you live to look at it from the corporate viewpoint. Because if you, because obviously the core base is not as big as the esports crowd. But the problem is, is that the esports crowd is FOMO. Uh, Not fear of missing out, but flavor of the month. FOM, sorry, not FOMO, FOM. Um, Actually, it's FOMO also. It's foam and FOMO. It's both, actually, is the funny thing. Because people are afraid to miss out on the newest, hottest thing. But the newest, hottest thing is just that it's the flavor of the month they'll change their mind in a little bit and you drive away your core audience at the risk of getting a temporary boost and blizzard has seen that especially in wow over the last three or four expansions they built the game in such a way that it began to cater to a different crowd because they were trying to chase these new subs and these new people and They've had steady declines. I mean, they get their same, they get that classic Blizzard spike, but you know, it's to the point that they don't even report their numbers anymore. 
publicly. They don't even publicly report their uh, their user numbers anymore for WoW, which is insane. I mean, would you? Or if, if they, they do, or if they do, they report them right after an expansions come out when they do have this. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. WoW's back up to 10 million players after an expansion launched after being at like two. Yeah. And and yeah, it's like each, and, and, and chat's right. It's like it's each spike is a shallower and shallower spike. I mean, I think between Legion and BFA, they had like a really healthy spike go on. I, I think the last two expansions have been because really coming healthy. off of Legion being such a strong expansion to then you're, you'd expect the same strength because they're taking a lot of the core mechanics of Legion into BFA, but even those core mechanics don't feel the same. They've done changes to all of them. Mythic Plus had mm-hmm. a complete redesign in regards to its Aphex system, um, where the previous level 10 Aphexes are now the first ones that turn on, and they were the annoying ones. It's like it's a, it, going into BFA from Legion was going into a completely different system with when it comes to the crossover systems. Mythic Plus, World Quests, Emissaries, all of that. It feels completely different because they made so many changes that the community didn't really want. The system was fine. Or at least that's the way I see it. It might not be completely accurate, but that's the way I I see it and feel. They have tried, they've realized they need to try to reconnect with that core audience. The problem is the core audience is done. That's classic. That's literally why classic exists. Because you need a, uh, an active WoW sub to play classic as well. Um, LB brings up something interesting in the Discord chat. He goes, Counter-Strike uh, eSport for 20 years, flavor of the month. I'm not referring to like Counter-Strike. I'm not referring to it being flavor of the month. I'm not recurring. Esports, the huge surge that it has had in the public consciousness is flavor of the month. But that doesn't mean that some things that are esports and have been esports for a long time or sports for a long time doesn't make them any less of a sport. Um, Counter-Strike is a great example. Counter-Strike has existed for 20 years. It was built as not as a esport competitive shooter, but it was built as a competitive shooting game. It, it, it was built out from the core of the game as a competitive shooting game. And that lends itself very well towards being a sport, towards being a, a spectator sport. WoW was not built to be a spectator sport. It was not. And... You know, all these games that are being built as spectator sports, you're going to realize that this huge surge over the last five years or so is going to be flavor of the month. Eventually, it will die back, just like, you know, the the MOBA genre died back. Um, RTS genre died back. Um, the Battle Royale uh, genre will die back at some point, and something else will supplant it. The roguelike genre had this huge thing for a while and then it died back. It's all flavor of the month. It's all, you know, people are going to the, the, the core audience for esports is not going to be alienated when people that are FOMO decide to jump on the bandwagon. Uh, and then they decide not, to jump off of it. 
that's not to say that the those the MOBAs and the Battle Royale games that do stand out and do become the big ones will suddenly die out. Right. No, Cause, they won't. Because yeah, League of Legends, that's still massive. Dota, that's still massive. Smite, that's still massive. But the smaller ones... Heroes of the Storm. Uh, you don't really hear much Demi-God. of them anymore. Heroes of the Storm, or, Demigod, things like that, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it'll be the same when it comes to the Battle Royales. Uh, you'll get... Um, Fortnite, Realm Royale, uh, some of the bigger ones, they'll they'll be up and they'll be still be a thing. The smaller ones, you'll see a lot less of. I think that's what you mean when you say flavor of the month. Yes, that's definitely 100% what I'm talking about. That's like, just like I said, Counter-Strike still exists. Counter-Strike still has a presence in the game world. And Counter-Strike is one of those things. It's like, it's one of the, one of the original sports for digital media and that's great because it helped build that but right now everybody is chasing esports dollars that's every company is chasing esports dollars that's not to say there aren't some companies that are focused more on the gameplay experience or the single player experience you look at stuff like from software um you look at konami in some ways and bandai and some of these other game companies that are focused on the single player experience they're not chasing the esports scene they're not, but a lot of people are. Your large multi, your large multi-level corporations, um, your EAs, your um, your Blizzards, Blizzard, your Activision. Epic, Activision, they're chasing these esports things, and what they're also chasing is, as a wonderful segue to something else we can bitch and moan about for a little while longer, um, live services, mm. games as a service. Sorry, I've been talking a lot. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. It's all, it's all good. I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. It's very, it's very good. Kevin was quiet. Kevin's always quiet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kevin, how do you feel about the esports, the, the, the prominence of esports and sort of this games as a service culture that's sort of rising up around us lately? I mean, I think that games as a service is a good thing because it keeps people engaged playing games and it and I think it's nice that games get updates and if you like the game there's content that you can consume um you know in perpetuity hopefully but the uh, I you know as it I like esports as well I just think that it takes away some of the what we play games for primarily which is to have fun and to hang out with our friends and to just play them because we enjoy them. You know, I think. Okay. How does esports take away you enjoying a game? I'm legitimately asking. I'm not being comfortable. I'm actually. Something that I was, I mean, I was like, I was watching a video earlier from Bellular, you know, talking about like, well, is the balancing and the constantly changing and tweaking of character classes in WoW affecting WoW as a whole because they're balancing it for PvP or they're balancing it for Mythic Plus World First or another one of these reasons. I mean, do we need to start splitting out games and calling games or having versions of games that are geared towards esports versus just geared towards casual players so that we don't have to worry about some of that stuff? But game balancing is going to happen regardless. 
Yes, but the problem is, are what are they balancing towards, and what crowd are they balancing towards? It's and the it's, same, hmm? it's, just, it's the same way, like League of Legends, they balance for the LCS. They don't balance for the everyday player. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that I don't like that. I don't. I don't like games being balanced towards. This is going to come off really fucking. You know. It's going to come off bad, but being balanced towards the 1% of players I, I, that, that are playing at a competitive level, that are playing at a high-tier competitive level. I do not like a I mean, game being balanced. Let, let's let's, just, let's kind of... just say it. Mythic, wow, PvE is balanced for Mythic. It's not balanced for anything else. It is designed specifically around being able to push Mythic. Agreed? Mm. I'd say yeah, nowadays, definitely. Yeah, I would say so. It's 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 been a th- it's 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 something that it's, every game is doing now. It, they are balancing towards the end game one percent of the player base. How many people saw Nax back in the day? I did. I did. I saw it very shortly, right before uh, BC went live. Lizard released the number. Two percent of the player base saw Nax back in, in vanilla. Wow! Yep. I really. Yeah. You were part of that 2%, Neth. I'm legitimately shocked by that. No, yeah, I, no. I, Nax was. I, I'm not is, like, oh. at all being like, oh, like, pat myself on the back. Like, I had no idea the number was that low. What the fuck? It's exactly literally the reason they re released it in Wrath of the Lich King because 2% yeah. saw it. Well, you also See, have to remember I, it was. That released- makes sense because I never understood why they re released it. I was like, why the fuck are you putting out a raid that's already happened? <laughs> Well, you also have to understand with 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 Nax, especially, it was really so late in the classic life 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 cycle. Yeah, it really that, that that contributed very heavily to it not being as as involved and people being as involved in it as anybody and as some of the other raids. But at the same time, yes, it was also horribly and terribly tuned up, and it was a pain in the ass. It was tuned, but it was tuned for that one percent less so much. Now and less, less than it is now because obviously, wow, class balances were fucking whew, back in the day. You can't even say they were anywhere near properly balanced. But as wow, as the wow's progressed and actually all specs are viable, they are being balanced towards what was heroic, what what is now mythic. They are designed around being able to push those hard in-game fights. Yeah? I'm not denying that. I hope, pardon me. Um, I never liked that. I never I don't like I, but that. I understand I understand in a PvE game, I understand having to balance towards the top end. I understand that completely. In a PvP game, I always well, think well. <laughs> Let's not go there because you and I are going to have a fight about that. <laughs> Wait, um, what? Uh, I don't. I believe WoW is a PVE game with PvP tacked onto it, shoddily. I mean, I'd agree with that, but it, the PvP is still tapped on there, and it has to be balanced for. I don't think they should have ever balanced for PvP. Period. I think that's now why they're splitting it. Things do this in PvP. Yada 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 and all that now. It's been like that for a while, but yeah. 
for a little bit. But yeah, it's just I I I I I have never liked the concept period, even in a PVE experience of balancing towards the top one percent. I've never liked that. I've never in PvP, PvE, whatever, I don't like balancing towards the top percentage of players because the top percentage of players make up a very small amount of the player base. Now, those top percent of players in a paid game or something like that, yeah, they're probably spending a shitload more money than I'd be spending. You know, I, I remember there used to be some guilds where you would have to have several alternate accounts or you would have to have full groups of alts built up and ready to go in on your server and things of that nature. It's like, yeah, there's a very strong likelihood that they're going to be spending more than I am and they're going to spend more time in the game than I will. But at the same time, I, I don't like that things are balanced towards the razor's edge on the margin, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I just don't like the razor. I don't like the, the, the balance for it to be that razor's edge. And it's... No, it, I got it. I mean, I, it looks like, at least from you know what I'm hearing, a lot of the rewards and a lot of the reasons to play non-raid content right now are like mounts and toys and like different stuff in the new zones that they released in 8.2 and really isn't about you know hardcore progression, which I think is a good direction for a normal or for a casual player because that stuff is obtainable and they feel like little wins um, throughout your gameplay sessions or, you know, working towards a goal or working towards a mount. Like, you know, what I remember doing in Legion, you know, I did a lot of the kill a bunch of monsters, get a title, um, collect a bunch of stuff, trade it in for a toy, um, that kind of stuff, which was stuff that you could grind out and you didn't have to have a group or you didn't, you know, you could do it casually and still feel like you were making progress and getting rewarded with your gameplay sessions. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I, that's 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 one thing. Those are things that are built to make the non one percent not rage about what the one percent is getting. <laughs> I, I mean, okay. I'd say it's that's honestly what they're built for. Yeah, that's no, it's kind of true. Yeah, like, oh, hey, this awesome mount is in this mythic raid. Uh, you're never gonna fucking see it ever because we're gonna take it out at the end of the expansion. Um. But, you know, here as a consolation, here's a here's a stick with a wooden horse head stuck to it. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's it's good because that's trying to cater to your audiences. That's that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to cater to their both of their audiences. But a lot of times in the past, I don't know how it is now, because, again, I'm not playing WoW at the moment. But in the past, there was very much a sort of you get the consolation prize because you're not playing towards that top end of things. And that's what that thing, that's what a lot of those things were, were, were built as were, 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 were presented as in the community's perception was that it was, this is just what you're going to get because, you know, ones we really are going to drag after are going to be those people who are, you know, paying for three accounts a month or, you know, buying guildwide server transfers, server wide, uh, guildwide server transfers and things like that. You know, so we got to make the content for them and them alone. I, I've I've always had problems with that. I, I've always had problems with content not being accessible enough to a wide group. And this is coming from somebody who rated heroic and who did who, who did knack, who, who did not. I didn't really do next that heavily. We think we did two bosses or something like that. It wasn't something anything big. Um, 
but I did, you know, I rated all through BC. I was one of top five guilds, top three guilds on my server that did Illidan, which was a fucking annoying ass. The Black Temple was annoying as shit. We were one of the top five, first five guilds on the server to do it. And we did it in a pug. And it's like, that was me at that time trying like very desperately to cling on to and build out the thought that, hey, you don't have to be elite to experience the content. You don't have to be. But yeah, I'm just, I, I, I hate exclusionary content. I really, really do. I really, really do. I agree. And again, I've also been a heroic animatograder. It's, I agree with you. I mean, I, my, my kind of final thoughts on this is, are like, you know, when are we going to just, you know, treat esports and things like that and put that on a kind of different level or separate it out or put it in somewhere where they can quickly iterate through changes and balances and things like that so that it doesn't necessarily have to affect other casual players that are playing a slightly different game because I don't think that it's the same game. I think it's a totally different experience and a different, you know, it different stakes, different, you know, player versus player elements. You know, it's different, you know, and I don't, I don't know. Like, yeah. I, I feel like, didn't they try to do this with like Quake Arena? Like they broke out Quake Arena as like the multiplayer as like its own thing and it became its own game and basically, yeah. Like that. Basically, yes. Right. I don't know. I mean that 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 to me is kind of the route that I would suggest going for some of these like harder core esports things. Because like I can't imagine um players in Overwatch and GOATs and all of that, like the things that they have to change because of GOATs are affecting normal players now because of this whole queuing system stuff. I mean, like if they're doing that to fix goats, then they could have done that like separately and not have it affect all players. If it was a separate game or a separate mode or something, but now it's kind of has to affect everyone. And, and, and some companies have done things like to, to deal with that. The, the, the tournament environments uh, mm. are, are a very common thing that happened where it's like, okay, we're going to freeze the game at this point. Or we're going to do this, but it has a new experimental patch ready to go for it, at, you know, to, to deal with something. They've done that in the past. And Tournament Realms, I mean, wow, friggin' wow, did Tournament Realms for Arena. Does Tournament Realms for Arena, for Arena competitions. I mean, when Heroes was doing eSports, they locked patches when new Heroes came out. They were not allowed right. to play on new patches until a certain point to make sure that nothing changed in the eSports environment. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they're yeah. Esports was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. Um I think we've gotten a lot of mileage out of that conversation. We could probably move on to the special message from Frank Pierce and JL and Brack. Who wants to cover that? Go for it, Kevin. I, th- I think Gavro wants to cover it. Uh actually no, Neth, would you like to cover that? No, I think Kevin wants to cover it. <laughs> All right. So um, it sounds like Frank Pierce was on as an advisor. He's one of the founders of Blizzard Entertainment. Of three. One of, one of the three founders of Blizzard Entertainment. And it sounds like he's been at Blizzard for 28 years. He's stepping down. He's moving on with his life. Um, J. Allen Brack, 
you know, kind of chimed in and patted him on the back and said, you know, great, good, good working with us, boy. <laughs> and they're moving on. I, I don't know. It's what is there to really say about this? Are, is it the end of a end of an era with you know almost. the founders it's, leaving it's, and it, it's it's almost the end of an era, yeah. Because I mean the thing is, um, Morheim's gone. Uh, uh, the man's name is just uh, Pierce is gone now, and Adam was it Metzen or who was it? Adam Adam Alan Adam, Adam I think. I think his name's Alan Adam. Um, then he came back. I think he's currently like the senior vice president or something of Blizzard Entertainment. Morheim, Frank, and Morheim, Pierce, and Adam. You're correct. Yeah. Um, and he's he's senior vice president. He's the last one remaining of the original Silicon and Synapse team. Um, which is absolutely insane. It's mm. just it's crazy but at the same time it's like you know eventually you do have to get out you do have to do something right. else you can't just stay doing the same thing forever but it, to to me this is all like centered around this like kind of change that we saw starting with Morheim stepping down and maybe even before that maybe maybe it was Metzen who you know left that was kind of like the writing on the wall that Things are changing and they're not like they used to be. But and... that's the nature of life. Things change. It doesn't mean that something's going to implode. It just means that people have been doing something for a very long ass time and want to, you know, enjoy the money they've made, enjoy time with their families, do something new. It happens. Well, I, I mean, yes. I mean, sometimes you have a really great reason for leaving. Like Metzen had a great reason for leaving. Um, what was it? His anxiety, I think it was. Well, and he had a new small person in his house that he wanted to be able to see grow up. Yeah, I, 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 I remember. I, I think I remember. I think it was him that mentioned it. it. Was like, yeah, I was just like, he was depressed or anxious or something, and he was just like done with the whole thing, and he left. And yeah, and then the kid and everything else associated with it as well. But you know, you look at Mike Morheim, and you look at. Frank Pierce, like Morheim is looking like he's probably going to get back into games really quickly. Not with Blizzard. Just not with Blizzard. But that's fine. That falls under the sometimes you need to do something new. You know, maybe, yes, and, and, maybe he has new ideas and he wants to be able to explore them without Activision instantly owning them. You know, like, who problem, knows? But the problem, and that's, that's kind of where I'm getting at. It's like you have to look at the people that are gone um hamilton chu and um ben brode uh which were the public face like senior leads the the big people on the hearthstone team gone mike morheim gone metzen gone frank pierce gone like what is what is draining this top talent from this company yeah i i think if if this had happened and there wasn't like this speculation like activision seems to be kind of clenching their fist around blizzard then i think it would be a totally different story but i think we've all kind of had this feeling like something is happening internally that's causing these changes and causing people to kind of be like you know what i think i'm done with this and also doesn't help with all the news that we had at the start of the year with people changing posts from Activision Blizzard to Blizzard and yada yada yada, as well as all the and the layoffs in February. Yeah, it all mm-hmm. all of this doesn't help with the speculation. 
and it's the, not the, painting a b- good picture, you know, yeah, all these and pieces. The, and that and like having the COO from Activision move over into Blizzard and things of that nature. It's like it, it, it just makes people paranoid. It's like, no, we don't have the whole story. We don't know exactly why Mike Morheim left. We don't know why Frank Pierce left. We don't know why um, uh, Chris Metzen left. We know partially but not completely why Hamilton Chu and Ben Brode left. Like ben Brode left because he wanted to make new games, but it's also with the heavy implication that he was done with Blizzard Activision and everything else associated with it because you know he just wanted to do something new. Um, but at the same time, we don't know the exact reasons. We're not given, we're not told explicitly, we're not sat down. Mike Morheim didn't just sit down in front of a fireplace and go, hi guys. So, <laughs> it's time for me to leave. I have to go back to my home planet. He didn't do that, you know? So it, it, you, have to, you have to take everything with a grain of salt. You can't just like jump to the conspiracy theory about it. Oh, it's Activision Blizzard pushing out all of the originals so they can take complete control over Blizzard. But you, can also, you also can't not jump to that. There's, there's a middle ground that, that because of all the stuff that's happened over the last year that is <laughs> fueling those conspiracy theories. Yeah, and, that, and that's the problem is that like everything is just kind of built in that way. And it's really, it's distressing because especially with Blizzard, and you know, we mentioned this earlier in the show or we mentioned this before the show with the fact that they mentioned specific before the show uh, that they're not doing any major releases in 2019. And they seem to be focusing, like doubling down on their uh, on the existing IPs rather than anything new, you know, that kind of worries me. That goes, mm, maybe this is a, uh, maybe this is an Activision style thing where it's just Call of Duty all the time and nothing but Call of Duty ever. Um, it does kind of give me that little bit of paranoia, you know? Yeah. I just, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's just like, it, it, it's, it's sort of, it's, it's all sort of a thing. But it leaves a bad taste. I'm, I'm, I'm reserving judgment because it could be, it could be something there that's completely innocuous. It could be just completely innocuous. And, you know, it, it could be just Metzen, Pierce, Morheim, Bro, Chew, they all just left because, um, because they just want to try something new and that's it. And, you know, there was no hard feelings and, you know, they, they, they'd still be welcome back at Blizzard any day of the week and, you know, everything else be fine. But I think that when you take everything as a whole, and I don't want to be like tinfoil hat conspiracy theory. Um, I think that, I, I think that it looks, the optics on it are very suspect. You know what I mean? Completely. Yep. Um, so let's see, is there anything we need to really want to talk about here? I mean, I think that just became our topic. Yeah. <laughs> Between that and the esport and the I think yeah. all of that just became our topic. And I'm okay with that mm-hmm. because that was a that those were some good discussions. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay, that <sighs> happened. What? What? Look on the stream. Oh, what the Jesus fuck? No. <laughs> I wow. felt we needed. Oh my god. <laughs> I felt we needed a palate cleanser after that. 
That, uh, that's not a palate cleanser. That That's frightening. No, you know what? I agree with Izzy in chat. What is that and why is that? <laughs> oh, sorry, that was too good. I couldn't help it. But, uh, I mean, like, I understand the mask, but why is it so readily available? Yes! <laughs> I feel like it's within arm's reach whenever he's on. Um, it is kind of within arm's reach. Uh, let's see. What else do I have? Uh, for those what else you, does he have in arm's for reach? Of, for those of you not listen, not watching this Oh stream, my god, for those of you not watching, be very, very thankful! <laughs> there was an owl mask that was put on for a little while. Was that an owl? I, I, thought, it was was like, I thought it was like a drugged up pigeon. It was a drugged up owl, and I think it was very haunting. Would everyone agree with that? It was haunting, Fuck right? That yes. Oh my god! Ah, that is not better. <laughs> That's a mask from Peru from his brother. I'm yes, concerned. Yes, I'm concerned at how easily accessible these are, and it makes me question what you and your wife are doing. <laughs> my, wife, my wife hates all of these masks by the way i've I done like this your wife. <laughs> yeah that's why the masks are in the man cave yeah the masks are in my game room uh for reasons they're for reasons because probably wife... because he tried to use them in inappropriate areas as as in the chat channel says if he puts a horse head on i'm out <laughs> and i think he actually has one i don't i don't own a horse head thank you thank i am not some meme lord thank you very much on on those notes, uh, where's the other one? Damn, where's the oh other one? God. Where, where's other the one? end of this show? I can't see it anymore. I can't see it either. Don't worry. <laughs> where's the last one? I, I, lo where's I lost track one? of it. I, I've lost track of the last mask. Don't worry. Have it for next week. Next next time. Have it for Fortnite from now. Fortnite from now. All right, that's fine. Right, I'll, uh, that I'll, will I'll be our new thing. That will be Chris. our new uh, unlock uh, for the week. Chris, final thoughts. <laughs> uh, final thoughts. Let's see. Um, I like like Gab. I'm very concerned with everything that's happening in regards to people at, working at Blizzard and people leaving and things like that. I'm very, I'm very concerned. I hope things start to improve because this this entire year so far has been nothing but bad news for blizzard and it, i'm hoping it turns around i really am yep um nath final thoughts i don't know um final thoughts she's traumatized yeah i am i really am final thoughts is a throwback to something that happened before we even started streaming whether or not you play a game solo, if it says MMO in it, it's still an MMO, Gav. No, it's not. Yes, it no, is. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Nope. Nope. I, I think I, that's... Nope. Okay, okay, nope. Twitter, Chris, nope. Twitter poll for the week. If you play an nope. MMO as solo, is it still an MMO? I'm staying out of it. I'm, we're not... We're not. You two can have your thing. I'm staying out of this. Hey. Okay. Um, Thank you, Izzy. Gavril, final thoughts for you. Uh, final thoughts for me is I now have to go buy more masks. Mm. Please, please do not. I'm well, okay with this. It just got me a thousand bits. I'm okay with this. <laughs> Thank you, SA. Um, 
And my final thoughts are, I, like Chris, am also kind of scared of the direction that seems, or I don't know, the lack of direction or just the general unease at Blizzard, it seems. And more than anything else, I want to see it come through in the quality of the game. You know, I, I want to see good games come out. I want to see more games come out. I want to see a reason to log into the Blizzard launcher. You know, like I, I want to, you know, kind of feel that draw to play those games again, which I currently do not feel, you know? So I don't know there's been a lot of speculations and rumors and Activision and Blizzard and what's happening and this and that. It's just like, just put out good games, you know, that's all. Okay. With that, your turn. I already said mine. I'm traumatized because his is to go get more masks. Oh god, mm. oh god. Yeah. Yeah. Mine go. was to get more masks. You said it was okay because that got you bits. Did I just completely blank black out the last 30 seconds? Yeah. I think yeah, you did you because did. you actually agreed with him getting more masks. I think I just blacked out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh do that or don't do that, Neth. Go ahead. Yours is okay. the best. Don't wear owl masks on stream and horrify your co-hosts. Chris, do you have a counterpoint? Do Uh, wear owl masks on stream to horrify your co-hosts because it gets me bets. (laughs) Gabriel, do you have a counterpoint? Um, I need to go find probably like a snake mask or something. Ooh, that looks, that'd be cool, actually. Ooh, get a spider mask. I love spiders. And instead of a mask, can you just get a Die fucking onesie? Die fire, Christopher. <laughs> wow, she Phil named me. <laughs> In true mom fashion, she I just named got you. Phil named. <laughs> yeah, you did. Wow. wow. Fucked up. You fucked up. I used it's, to have a pet Don't worry, Chris. It's not... Don't worry, Chris. It's not bad unless you get first and middle named. I don't know his middle name or his. I don't have a middle name. I don't either. That's so funny. I I do. So as he says, if you wear a spider mask, she will find me. She will cut me, and she will hang me from my insides. Gavril, can you please get a onesie instead? Nope. I will throw money at that. Oh my god. I vote Gavril in a onesie. That would be. I awesome. vote all of us in a onesie. Um, can I get a onesie that is a shitty mask-based new metal band onesie? You can find one. You can get one. Sure. I uh, have. I, I'm gonna go see if there is a Slipknot onesie out there. So here's the thing. I have a Murloc <laughs> onesie. If we if we all get onesies for next for the next show, we can all wear onesies uh, on one okay. or two. Okay. No, it's the middle of the summer. That is not gonna happen. B, if we do a onesie show, we have to have Carrie back because his Sonic onesie. Oh, yes. Oh, we can do that. We can do that. We can get Carrie back. Sonic onesie. Um, All right. Okay. Um, Yeah, this is my onesie right here. We're we're all going to go onesie shopping now, folks. And that will be our show. Gavril, take it away. Do the intro, Gavril. (laughs) Do do the end of the show? Is that what you think? Oh, God. Is it the end of the show already? Yes. Oh, God. Uh, so that's gonna be our show for this week, folks. To talk to us during the week, you can find us on Twitter. The show is at Azeroth CTC. Mr. Kevin over here is at SwingCat. That is with AK. Mr. Chris is at Akari underscore Mag, A-K-A-R-I. I, of course, am at Gavril underscore E-T-A. Uh, that's two I's, one L. 
Uh, Ms. Nath over here is at Nathwinch, N-E-T-H-W-E-N-C-H. You can send emails to feedback at azeroctc.com. We love to hear from you. Always, always, always. Join us live on Saturdays when we record the show and stream it on twitch.tv slash Akari underscore mag. Same, uh, exact same thing as this Twitter handle. Uh, for links to today's show, you can visit the website at www.azeroctc.com. Shoot us a review on Slough, on Slough, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or iTunes. Say onesie, boys and girls. Onesie, boys and girls. <laughs> <laughs>